0: Demon Dust Podcast Dedicated to the His Dark Materials BBC HBO television series Based on the works of Philip Pullman Powered by the South Congress Podcast Network Hey Welcome back everybody Welcome to another episode of The Demon Dust Podcast This is the The Land, Chaos Seeds Book 3 Alliances well, this is the Land Chaos Seeds podcast, but we are starting book three of Chaos Seeds called Alliances today. I'm Travis Bryant. Kendria Clark, with no E, is back with me. Ken, what's happening?
1: Hey, how's everybody doing? I'm
0: doing okay. I hope all the listeners and, and participators are doing all right after five, six, seven months, seven heard oh, our voices. Uh, it's been a little bit. Um, but we get back to our favorite series The Land mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah book three we've, we've been through a lot with all our, our favorite characters with Richter and Scion and then and, and Yoshi and, and, and all, the whole crew
1: Right, we've got soul familiars now. Mm-hmm. We are, um, yeah, we're in the thick of it.
0: We know all kinds of spells and med- and runes, and, well, maybe not runes, but we know a lot. We've, we've amassed, <laughs> amassed a decent amount of power, Richter has. Uh, at the end of book two, he unlocked the second po- power, uh, the second aspect of his power. Mm-hmm. I forget how it's actually fra- phrased. <laughs> Uh, his place of power, part the the second part has opened, which means, as Hisako warned, more 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 monsters, bigger, bigger challenges. Monsters. Yeah, bigger, more vicious monsters, bigger, mm-hmm. more vicious challenges uh, in the in the upcoming. So maybe not just uh, you know pack of wolves, but now they might be a pack of dire wolves, or right. you know some kind of weird something amalgamation. Yeah. And, um, but we're doing for this episode, the first seven chapters, the prologue and the first seven chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, we can jump so, right into things here. Actually, go ahead.
1: Yeah, we start out in the light court. Um, the king has retired back to his private rooms, um, and... Uh, once the door is closed, um, he is he's alone.
0: Um, yeah, Tim and um, his Chamberlain. He's not completely alone.
1: Right, and they are having a very private conversation um, that will allude to again. So, so we've had conversations, or rather, you have made statements about um, how the light court and the dark court, the preludes, before the books mm-hmm. um, sort of point to things that happen later on down the line. Yeah, um, I love that you pay attention to those, because I'm always like, yeah, words and life. Move on, move on to the story.
0: Yeah, like get to the <laughs> action, and the swords, and the magic. Right. Like, I don't hear a bureaucracy of the, the light court, and all the oh. machinations of these people moving moving folks around on their, on their celestial chessboard. But this was it wasn't much it was i think here mm-hmm. just to remind you uh as a reader because it's literally not even two pages it's a page right. and a half it's just letting is to remind you that there is a bigger story mm-hmm. and and that's fine they didn't try to they didn't overburden us with like they did in the first two books which weren't overburdens. but it was a lot to kind of try to figure out when a lot of it isn't going to get paid off for five six books down the line so right. we're talking about stuff that we've re- you're just going to have to keep in mind and it's not the most exciting stuff uh but this was just a reminder letting you know that Chamberlain uh is the number two is the right hand man of the king of the light cord and he he had a there was one line uh yeah, once, one, once that is true, once that was true, my Chamberlain, the universe, though, is shifting in its slumber. I feel that none of us are safe anymore.
2: Mm-hmm. Literally,
0: that was the entire, to remind us that they exist, and to let us know that even they're worried about something on the horizon. Right. the that very overarching storyline to make you go, ooh, something's happening, you know, behind the scenes. And then you forget about it for an entire book until book four, and you're like, oh, the dark court and then they'll probably have something about the dark court in, in, in book four.
1: Because I absolutely do. It is such a um, it is so above us <laughs> down here in the Trinity. it really is. Um, it is almost like a, a, a I don't know like a before and after thought. It really is just that like hey please remember that even though the meat of this story is so great there is a larger picture that you can't even fathom yet. Um, and it is very short and sweet and summed up very well in your quote, which is the last of um, which is the last of the
0: of that t- tiny little chapter. Yeah. What? It's the last line of the prologue. And, and and chapter one, The it's an it's a small chapter that is just there to remind you what happened at the end of book two. Uh, we've got we've got Richter and in the gang they made it from the dungeon. They've got all that Tefanum loot. They've got so much more experience from spending two weeks in that in the in that dungeon. Uh, they went through the stuff with their memories. Was that the? Wait, am I going back too far? I think I'm actually going back to. No, I think that was book two with the whole Kerrigan and 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 Sion getting lost and yes
2: it was in
0: his memory and the whole thing yeah oh, so yes,
2: yes, it
0: was so it's just letting you know hey we're back and it's and it literally gives you the last two pages or so of book two book or uh, book three starts with that with with Richter and Randolph and Randy and, His Randy right. the, the 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 cliffhanger from book 2 was what do we do about the prisoners my lord and Richter goes, uh prisoners right. and then it's like join us for book 3 well we find out what the prisoners are what happened uh, so while they were gone for all those weeks in the dungeon they had they were attacked in a yeah. sense a right. uh, small, so, a small like, scouting party is what they kind of uh, ultimately uh, fall on. It's not a raiding party. They're too small. They're too under-geared. under, under geared. They were clearly a scouting party that would s- scout, look for things, look for entrances. And if they had a chance to, to take Richter out, they would. But, um, but they called him right. a, a man, a warrior, level 28 warrior. And a, uh, a level six uh, uh, wood scout. I don't know. Her job was just to co- as a guide, so I'm sure she has some kind of scout, at least that persona. And I don't want to give too much away. Um, Is some kind of scout. And they were they were the hunters caught them. They got they got caught in the mist, and they did the old they did the old shoot you in the butt with an arrow. When you turn around to chase me, I fall back into the mist and you get get all confused because of the the confusing mist or however the mist gimmick works. And they just harangued them and harassed them until they were able to pin the big warrior down and surround him and made him drop all his weapons and they and they tied him up and, and 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 then built a makeshift makeshift prison in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the village and unfortunately or fortunately the the woman that was with them the level six wood guide let's call her nataska um was was uh, was their guide and they treated her bad and they Took yeah, advantage he is of her reported
1: and, that she yeah. was taken advantage of egregiously um, once she started leaving leading this band of mercenaries into the woods to try to find Richter in the mist village. Um, and Richter is absolutely appalled and livid. Yeah. Um, he is disgusted. Um, and he is almost to the point where he is sorry that they only have one warrior. Um, to sort of deal with, um, to to pay for what uh, has taken place with this young woman um, who presents as you know meek and uh, docile and a waif. They describe her as basically wearing a oversized burlap sack mm-hmm. of a shirt yeah. um, that is held. Uh, to her body with like a rustic belt situation Um, and she is small and it is kind of hanging off of her Um, everything about her sort of screams um, please protect me Um, and um, Richter once he has talked to Randolph and decided that he needs to assess what's going on with the prisoners goes out and meets the warrior Mm -hmm. First, uh, the warrior and the young woman are being kept in makeshift uh, jail hovels next to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, And when Richter talks to the warrior, um, he's trying to get some answers from him, and the warrior is sort of defiantly quiet.
0: Yeah, just gives Um, him a crap eating grin, and Richter goes, Okay, not playing this game see you later tells the guards no food no water for this guy until he decides he wants to wipe that stupid smile off his face
2: Mm -hmm. And,
0: and the guy the warrior's name is orvin and orvin's like wait no and they slam the door in his face and, and and that's it. And he kicks and then as they, they lock, they bolt the, 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 the door shut, he kicks it like out of frustration, like oh, son of a bitch and the rector head goes over to the wall and one of the through one of the tiny slats and he looks at this man in his face and he tells him, you know Kick that mm-hmm. kick that uh Kick that energy. Listen up shit bird. I hate rapists, I hate you in particular so so much so that if you kick that door again i will burn out your left eye you are one taint hair away from having an eye patch as a permanent f- uh, fashion accessory so yeah he's he wants blood he wants the guy to test him uh but he doesn't the guy backs up and you know sits down and shuts his face and then richter goes over to the next cell and he speaks to the the young lady and he's like, I'm sorry that Natasca, when he analyzes her half wood elf, half human level six and he apologizes for her having to hear him, you know, talk to the guy like that and, and be so be so aggressive. She's super meek and no, 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 my lord. It's okay. And you know, he's like, just call me Richter. And he's like, I apologize for having to keep you in this, in this, uh, in this uh, makeshift cell. Uh, but I'll get you some better sleeping arrangements, some better bedding, and some much better food. Uh, but I just don't have the manpower to watch you. And you know, again, I'm sorry. Right. And uh, so he. He did what I, I think he thought, and probably what a lot of people would would do. Uh, maybe some people would have given her, her her own separate, her own separate quarters. You know, not next to the guy that had been raping her for the past you know couple of weeks. Um, but they legit did not have the manpower. We, we do have to remember the bugbear attack uh, killed twenty one. You know. At least 15 or so, you know, grown working. No, at least I think Petal was the only kid that died. So 20 people died, or 20 workers, I should say, uh, mm-hmm. died. And probably a decent amount of them were, were warriors slash guards. So they probably just don't have the manpower. And just putting somebody in a box, as, as sucky as it is, uh, is the easiest uh, thing to do.
1: And they have them really strategically placed at almost dead center in the village. So even if by some chance you can finagle yourself out of this makeshift cage, now you have to deal with um, making it through the village to leave and then pass the mist again.
0: And the guards um, that are posted at the at the jail themselves. Right. They have two guards uh, hanging out. So, so the chapter really ends just uh, with... With uh, Richter going to oh and the the story is those mercenaries were sent by Count Stonic, right. uh, who who Richter and the, his crew robbed blind after rescuing Isabella uh, at the end of book one. So he goes Richter goes to the to the uh, armory and to the treasury, drops off a bunch of loot, all the Tefanum jewels, all the metal ingots that he got because he got a ton of high steel moonstone and that Mm -hmm. elementum cobalt but the big big one was the elementum all those bars all those ingots uh and a bunch of armor and weapons that he that you that you collect as loot from from you know dead scale you know skeletons and whatever the people monsters and stuff that you just kill. um so yeah, and then actually they, he did that first, and then he went and checked on the prisoners. Uh, so so chapter two starts with uh, with Richter and and Randy heading back to the vi- villi- through the villi- village proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's by now knows Richter and the and the gang is back. Everybody wants questions answered. Uh, everybody's there's folks that want. Cause he left the magic core, mm-hmm. so the crafters are bugging him. Are we going to use the magic core? Can we use it for this? Can we use it for that? And oh. everyone wants answers. Crom, seeing that you know Richter was in a bit of distress, and and Randy was doing his best to shoo folks away, but Crom came through with the muscle and elbow people literally out of the way, and and just helped helped get things under control. <laughs> we had we had a big big not a big but we had a we had an interaction with Bayon. I think this might have been one of our first real interactions with Bayon. It is. He wants the core, the magic core, to be used to create a, for phlo- a, cauldron. a philosopher's cauldron because yeah. he's an alchemist. So, of course, he does all the crafters that yeah. want the magic core to be used for the craft that they do.
1: So, pause for a question question I have a question for you because I was thinking about this when rereading the material um so I if I were in the land first of all Krem is like one of my top three characters I love him I love the roughness of him I love how crass he is um and I absolutely love that he is about um getting his work done and knowing his stuff So for me, um, having the opportunity to make an elite building, because again, having this core is like a lottery ticket for the village. Mm -hmm. And where are we going to put this these resources at to best, um, you know, uh, build this village, village.
0: protect the village, right? Think of all the different reasons, yeah.
1: So I love the Forge, and I absolutely would have chosen the for- Forge. Do you know which building or which project you would lean more towards when you read this? Were you like, yeah, the Forge? It had
0: to be. Uh, I mean, it was it was easy to kind of know. Book two was called Forging. Uh, so you kind of <laughs> knew where they were going with, uh, with that magic core. But – all the reasoning made sense like we have to have especially after the bugbear attack like we have mm-hmm. to have we have to be able to protect ourselves and the best way to protect yourselves is with gear and weapons uh, armor and weapons and obviously training in those arms and weapons but you got to have this the cold hard steel and leather to to protect your body and to slay animals and monsters so it was the it was it was the the logical it was the pragmatic it made the most sense uh, and it just it just happened that you know the 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 best one of the best top characters in the book got to uh got to shine first
1: so i thought it was interesting because the last time i read this i noticed that one of the projects that the villagers had submitted like hey we should do this with it Mm -hmm. um was to create a force field around the village and i think i missed that the first couple times i read it but Uh Are you talking about
0: the so Crom ran down like a list, he's like, This guy wants a golem, this guy wants a stasis field. Yeah. I'm like what the heck is a stasis field yeah. and why was that not even at least talked about a little yeah. bit like forges are great and everything but what can this stasis field do
1: exactly so yeah definitely and I and what I've learned from reading the series up until you know reading all the material is that you never know what's gonna come back around you never know what little juicy tidbit that was just you know dropped as a detail will swing back around in the story so I'm really hoping at some point we get Yet some sort of force field. Yeah. Like please and thank you. So yeah, mean, we're
0: still the- waiting for. Uh, um, we didn't meet. We haven't met her yet. We don't met her, meet her for a while. But the sexy boat captain. We're still yeah. waiting for like the fancy boat that he's the ship he's going to make her. Right. And I think that got redone. But yeah, we'll get to that when, in the, in the upcoming books. Uh, this also this conversation with Bayon. Planted the seeds of the distrust,
2: distrust mm-hmm.
0: with Bayon and and Richter. The distrust Richter has in Bayon, because Bayon's mana pool is over four hundred, and he's right. like a level eight or something, and he's just like this doesn't make much much sense. But he is a gnome, an arcane an, an arcane gnome, and they get a their bonus is I think they get four. Uh, four.
1: Two to intelligence. Which each level, arcane gnomes get three points to just dis- to distribute mm. per level, and each level gives two points to intelligence. Right.
0: So in the sense they get five. So they automatically mm-hmm. get two that goes into intelligence, and then they have three that they can do whatever they want with. And if you pile that into intelligence, so that's kind of what he's saying to Ray, really like yeah, all my extra points kind of went into intelligence. And Richter's just not buying it. He's just right. like, this guy is obviously lying and or hiding something. And right. then he go. then he remembers something that Hasako and Yoshi told him that you don't, you, you don't get to know a person better than when they're fighting next to you.
2: Mm-hmm. So he
0: goes, hey, Ban, you're, uh, you're coming out with us, We're forming teams, uh you know teams of four or teams of eight and uh on our next uh, thing you're, you're going to come out with us and bayon's like uh, i am not a fighter because <laughs> he asked him are you a caster and he's like no i've never been able to cast anything i put all my stuff into intelligence wow. but it just never worked out mm-hmm. and it's just like mm. <laughs> and so you just kept trying kept trying and nothing so he's like you're going to come out with us and bayon's like well I, i'm not a fighter and he's like you'll stand in the back you'll still get the experience and then he just walked away like all right see you then and just completely just shut down the conversation and dan's really got no choice he's gotta you know he's gotta fight right
1: so yeah so now we are left with crumb um leading richter um to the forge um and yeah, and Crum is chomping at the bit because <laughs> Crum gave Richter a, a task before he left to find a ingot of some sort of metal that was of high value,
0: high quality metal that they can no. make the forge, magic forge with. Because you don't want to make make a magic forge out of a basic or, as Crum call it, one of the base metals: mm-hmm. iron, steel, bronze. Um. And then they go through a list of. I think that's maybe in the. the oh no, it's chapter two. This is the long yeah. chapter. They go yeah. through the list of, of because uh, Richter's just teasing it out. He just will not tell Crom what he got. What did you get? You know, my lord. And he's like, let me ask you. What? And he just makes him explain. So, so why do we need uh, high level materials?
1: Mm-hmm. And Crom's
0: like. Well, you don't want to make it with the basic metal because, and he runs down the reasons why, you know, you don't. So Richter pulls out the most basic uh, uh, ingot that they already have, which is an iron, you know. Oh, no, no, no. It's like you start with like regular iron and then like steel or bronze or something like that.
1: Yeah. Copper. He starts with copper.
0: And the only offensive trait, the only trait you get with bronze is decreased weight. And same with defense, decreased weight. And <clears throat> with iron, you get an increased durability, both offensive and defense. Mm-hmm. Steel, you get an increased skill leveling for offense. And defense, you get an increased skill leveling. Same thing. Uh, with high steel, you get increased maximum charge that would otherwise be gained from a soul stone and the defensive trait is increased camouflage and that made him go oh, high steel is pretty good if we could uh, if weapons stay charged but that was all the stuff that they already had they had those on hand he didn't need to go spelunking in a dungeon for two weeks mm-hmm. and, uh, for high steel, steel, iron or, or bronze so he's still just teasing it out are you ready Crom? he says Crom's only answer were his nostrils flaring over and over again so Crom is more than ready so Richter pulls out uh, an ingot of moonstone
2: mm-hmm.
0: the offensive trait is it increases both natural recharge rate of enhanced items and the amount of charge gained from using a soul stone the defensive trait was decreased mana cost per item cumulative uh, uh, per piece of armor. So if mm-hmm. you've got five pieces of armor, seven pieces of armor, you get even more uh, more defensive uh, attributes. So Crom explains, they're, they're just kind of mm, talking about the, the pros and cons of it using Moonstone. Then Quicksilver, increased attack speed, and defense is increased movement speed.
2: Mm-hmm. Cobalt,
0: increased attack speed against alignment of your choice you have to choose it at the time same with defense increased defense against an alignment of your choice and the reason crom wanted that is because goblins and orcs are negatively aligned they're not positive they're not neutral they're negative so if you set your weapons and get a bonus for attacking negative aligned um. Animals and or monsters, games, right. you get uh and him Yeah, you get a bonus. And Crom's like, yeah, we can bust some, you know, bust some orc and goblin skulls. And he's like, hold your horses, and then they're like, what? <laughs> he's just right. like, uh, just why? No, just I mean, slow down. Right. Just this is obviously down. the
1: one boss. This has got to be. This and then he goes, no, no, no,
0: no, and then right. he pulls out. Uh, an ingot of elementum which increases the ability to damage magical shields and a defensive trait is it increases spell resistance the resistance is random so richter is hype he's like oh yeah game on baby and crom is like mm, yeah elementum would be the one of choice and if Richter Richter took one look at his smith's crestfallen face and added I'm sure we'll still be able to kill loads of orcs and goblins with this type of forge and it'll be easier to kill their magi and is like oh I didn't even think of that totally so he's back on board he's happy as right. long as we get to kill orcs and goblins uh, that's that's cool with me so yeah so they're just yeah, yeah go ahead
1: So then Crumb calls out to the other um, blacksmiths, the other uh, workers, and um, he has, they eventually put their work down and they go over to the forge and each of them grabs a corner and they lift it up and move it over about a half a foot and put it back down. Um, Crumb removes the key From around his neck um, And Richter can look down And see that there is now A strong box Embedded Mm -hmm. in the floor um, Which Crumb has created Specifically for um, His use And right now it is It has the um, What does it have in it Travis What do you mean The The elementum The green stone no it
0: has the core that's what it oh the means. magic core. The core yeah he had to hide it he told him he said yeah. look when you left the two the, the whole the weeks you were gone they were just every every crafter was them badgering them he's like bayon wasn't the only crafter sniffing around and trying to convince me that something else and i think that's when he said oh this guy wants a stasis field this guy wants a golem and yep. he's like, so I hit it. And the way he hit it was he hit it under the main anvil. The one that right. would need six or eight guys to lift the thing up. And then not only that, a strong box with, a, with the key that's around Crom's neck. So pretty tight security
1: right because crime does his job i appreciate someone who comes up and and does what they need to do yeah. he made sure it was, he secured the bag he did and he, i'm here he, for he,
0: it. he secured the core like <laughs> for real so 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 they they get the they get the uh the core and they they do the thing they do the damn thing Mm-hmm. And the magical transformation of this basic ass raggedy forge mm-hmm. into the forge of heavens. Which Everybody, cool. it just transformed around. Like the the place is packed, full of blacksmiths, and there are other other villagers kind of milling around because they know something's about to go down. And the crowd just gathers and gathers and gathers. So when it happens, there's literally at least a dozen or so people in Mm -hmm. the actual forge, and it just magics itself around everybody. All the tools, all the iron, the hard iron, I forget how to describe them, all the hard iron uh, tools um, turn into high steel. It's no longer basic. Elementum heads. So everything goes from basic to legendary in the snap. I mean, like you said, it's a lottery ticket. Everything instantly goes, goes,
1: goes luxe. Everything is luxury immediately. Mm -hmm. The floor is all but marble. Mm -hmm. The columns that are holding the ceiling up are are not only marble. What about the ceiling?
0: They're bigger. This, right the ceiling is a picture of the heavens it mirrors the stars above so it's mm-hmm. always night seemingly in the forge and you can always see the stars and later we find out that that's very important because uh, later in the chapter when they're describing uh what the magical for what the forge of heavens does is that when aligned right Things can happen. The heavens above will grant you, you know. So not all the time, but you know, if the heavens are aligned right, if Mercury's in, in retrograde, right. and you're you're you know smacking around, uh, you know, hammering the right kind of uh, metal or, or crafting the right thing, something really special can happen on occasion, and that's what that's the that's a big thing with the Forge of Heavens. Not only that, but it can learn, it can learn uh enchantment. enchantment so if you mm-hmm. if you it has the chance to learn the enchantment it's not guaranteed as we as we found out a little later Richter sacrificed a bunch of different objects and you know he's probably 30 percent three out of ten uh, mm-hmm. uh that that you know the life enchantment uh, maybe a, a frost one or a fire one and a couple others but a bunch of others failed again it's not it wouldn't it would yeah can't be that super op that would uh, oh.
1: And we find out that even though the forge can um, uh, recreate enchantments for some items, other items are not, it's not applicable to. Yeah. To jewelry, jewelry, even though it is metal, has not been forged. It's so. not armor.
0: If right. they create a a, uh, a magical jeweler's say, crafting station right. or wherever that, mm-hmm. whatever category jewelry falls in, then it would. Yeah, that's like when you're playing. So in the last six months, eight months, I've started playing Elder Scrolls, and it's even more unlike Skyrim. It's even more like the like the land and like these lit RPGs that we've read, because uh, it's the it's an MMORPG. RPG. It's everybody's online. You're doing quests, and you run. You know, you see people mm. running around, and you know they're probably in like New Zealand or something. So it's that that thing, and. Uh, You can't put enchantments, a weapons enchantment, on a necklace. It's just... Yeah, like, I wanted to put a shield enchantment on my shield. Like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. Let me bolster my shield. It's like, no, this is a jewelry enchantment. This is an enchantment you put on your jewels or or on a necklace or a ring, so Mm -hmm. it, it shields you magically. You can't reinforce a shield with a magical shield <laughs> so right. uh, so that made a t- ton of sense this go around like oh yeah why did he even try that I could have told him that but you gotta try it he was just and then some things are intrinsic like the arrows that the that the, the sprite sprites arrows. make right. are just naturally magical or it's something that the sprites Through a racial ability, are able to do. It's not an enchantment per se that they put on each individual arrow. It's just something that they get a bonus they get because of their their affinity and their racial bonus. So that he didn't even get a prompt for the ring. He got a prompt that said, "Sorry, this isn't armor. You can't uh, disenchant that." Mm -hmm. The the arrow he didn't even get, or the the sprite made arrows he didn't even get a get a prompt. prompt. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Uh, yeah, the Forge of Heavens, and everybody's basically in awe. All there again by this time, half the village is there, and you know, everybody's walking around poking things. They're just in awe. Then Richter realizes, oh crap, the blacksmiths are gonna start getting territorial and kick out, kick out, the, kick everybody out that doesn't belong there. He. Oh, in the meantime, in the creation of the Forge, Mm -hmm. he, uh, Richter, got a crafting skill. Then it asked him, what do you want to accelerate? You can pick crafting, enchanting, or blacksmithing. And one of the three, and it'll accelerate the growth of that skill so he said well if i pick blacksmithing that means i'm gonna have to be in the blacksmith you know pounding away and i just don't have time for that i've got to go out and hunt and train and get stronger and that way i can't sit in a forge trying to hone my blacksmithing skill right and it kind of the same with crafting i don't want to work on leather or armor and that kind of thing when i could be out being a lot more productive for what the the, the the group the village needs uh, as a whole so he picked enchanting which would allow him to obviously enchant and enchant sure. armor so he picked enchanting and his enchant his enchanting skill went from a 2 to a 29 immediately I forgot all about that like yeah. oh that's right. He didn't grind for months and months and years to get his enchanting up the way he did. And when we get into professions and later books, and and you're like, oh right, that enchanting came in the blink of an eye in that lottery. And again, it's because he created. A le- it said it said in the prompt, you created the forge of heavens and and uh, and. Uh, it's a it's a, the forge is level one, but it's a it's a legendary um, item. Structure,
1: so right,
0: so he gets uh like the list of the the prompts he got it was a cascade of prompts I think as as he described it after the forge was built and everything was all said and done there the, it gave him tons of bonuses including. The 2 to 29. So if he had picked Smithing, he would have probably jumped the same thing. He jumped to 29, or Crafting jumped to 29. But he picked, he picked Enchanting.
1: So one of the cool things that I find that is pointed to directly in this chapter, and in this section of the chapter, is that Richter is, again, unlimited. Everyone else in this world, just about everyone else in this world, has limits on what they can learn from how fast they can learn it and to what degree they can learn it to Mm -hmm. and not only does Richter have an unlimited ability to learn and absorb knowledge um, he also um He's also just lucky as hell. Like, the chaos seems to work for Richter in a way that it does not work for anyone else. And later on, we meet other chaos seeds, and you definitely know that not only um, is Richter um, unequally yoked with the other chaos seeds that we meet in that he is just... Looked up after looked up after yeah. locked up.
0: Like did somebody <laughs> cleared a path for him.
1: Right. Yeah. And it is and it's pointed to here um, where uh, he and Crumb are talking about um, which element to make the forge from. And I believe it's the moonstone where Crumb is like, yeah, we should make it from, I'm sorry, where Richter is like, yes, we should make the moons, we should make the
0: forge on uh, moonstone.
1: Right, from the moonstone, and Crumb is like, hey, you seem to have an affinity for both...
0: Magic and swords.
1: ...and weapons. Yeah. That's great for you, but you're lucky. And Richter just blank faces him, because he keeps very close to the chest the fact that not only is he great in enchanting and in the weapons, but he is great in At just everything. about... <laughs> Everything, and <laughs> Literally. if he's not great in it now, yeah. he will be. Or he he's has the ability;
0: be. he's just got to do it a few times and apply himself. And he has the yeah, he has that unlimited learning uh, uh, attribute. I forget what they call it. But yeah, he didn't wanna. He's like, yeah, Xerxes told me on, my, on day one not to go around telling people about my limitless ability or my unlimited ability. So he just and was he like, was mm, oh, do I? Do I have an affinity of both? Mm, didn't know right. mm-hmm. hmm. Anyway, next topic. And he just <laughs> yeah moves on. Uh, he in the and he create he finished the quest that Crom gave him of. Uh, The right tool for the right job. You've created Mm -hmm. a magic forge with fey metal elementum. You may enjoy the weapons and armor created from the forge of heavens. And so in the meantime, he's just racking up uh, 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 experience experience points. points. Everything Mm -hmm. is giving him experience points. Every... Yeah. He's just keep... Because when he goes from 2 to 29... He gets the he gets bumps he gets bonuses from hitting ten, he gets bonuses from hitting twenty, even though it just it all happened in one in one go. Mhm. And he gets And all relationship kinds of, points. He gets because he created a legendary item, the or a legendary structure building, the reputation, the 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 love that his village gives him skyrocketed. Like, oh, our, our Lord of our this right. village is an awesome man. Look what he did. So he right. immediately is in revered uh, for that. And and considering that half, if not more, of the village was there um, on hand and standing in the middle while the magic happened around them, uh, yeah, they're going to be telling these stories to all the people that didn't. Uh,
1: Witness th- that it wasn't per-
0: there, yeah. So the morale right. of the village went from happy to delighted. hmm And population growth hit another plus ten percent. Productivity hit another plus ten percent. The loyalty went from eager to enthusiastic, which gave him a plus twenty percent to productivity. Uh, he got another thousand in fame points.
1: Yeah, it's boon on top of boon on top of boon. It's mm-hmm. butter, baby. Like mm-hmm. it. It is all gravy
0: uh you have received a mark so he got his mark for the forge of heaven so now he can uh all the like lock boxes and things he he's you know he has to he then hit oh he had to give crom permission because crom's like hey hey you can't leave yet you gotta give me permission so they had a nice little <laughs> gag about having to hold yeah to hold hands and and put their hands on the uh anvil to to transfer permissions to crom he's like I'll, he has permission as long as he's loyal to me, mm-hmm. and the system was like, ding. He's got you know, and they they it it was accepted. So as long as Crom his reputation with Richter in the village uh, at large is loyal, Crom will be in charge of the uh, the anvil or of the forge itself. And then he had a little um, a bit of a some uh, some acrimony among another blacksmith. Hardman or whatever, who's like, so because uh, one's like, so are we all going to learn be able to learn enchantments? Because as the as the guy who runs the 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 forge, Crom has the ability to learn and the enchantments that the forge gives out as the, the magical bonus that it gives. And Richter's like, no, he, Krom, you guys are just employees, right? Right. Like I pay you and you took an oath of like an employee, but. Krom has sir has has uh, uh, whatever fealty. Taken the pledge. Yeah, Krom he's he's, he's bent the knee. Right. You know he's yes. uh whatever yes. something fealty. He he gave his fealty to to Richter. He's like you guys are cool and all, and I hope you guys stay after your one year contracts up. But I'm not giving out all the all my secrets to just anybody. And then Ardman or whatever his name's like. That's not fair. The, you know we should all get and then Crom stepped in his face and was like you got something you know something more you need to say Ardman and then they had a little staring contest and and Crom basically told him I'll bash your head in with this hammer if you don't like how I run my forge Lord Richter put his trust in me and I'm not going to you know I'm going to run it the way I want to run it so mm-hmm. and Richter, right there, stood there and gave his approval, his tacit approval. Like, yep, I gotta let these guys. You know, if it's if it's Crom's forge, I gotta let Crom handle this, and he let Crom handle it, and Crom handled it real well. I was like, now go to the mining's, to, to the mines, and help out. I don't want to. I'm sick of seeing your face. <laughs> and then the guy what? left, and I remember waiting like oh oh snap this this is going to be an issue and it never really it never came up again like that guy no. didn't become a problem it's just like oh and you learn a little more about the dwarven's culture he's like ah that's a stone breaker i know how to deal with a stone breaker clan i'm a red stone uh so so yeah magic yeah. forge is all done and complete um
1: Crumb before- takes Richter's armor, which is sprite armor, which he hadn't been able to fix before mm-hmm. the forge was created. Yeah. Um Richter's a little surprised that he asked for it. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, I couldn't fix it then. I can definitely fix it now. <laughs> like,
0: mm-hmm. You think some wood you think some little wood folk can do? more than a master well I don't think he's a master but as a, a master blacksmith with a magical forge no. <laughs> no 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 give me that armor and he takes his armor off and he realizes he's got the funk of you know two weeks mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> under underneath when he took his all his armor off all his clothes and his skin just stank but before that he was going to drink that elixir of luck because he was, because again he went like three for ten, three for twelve when mm-hmm. he's sacrificing items to the uh, to the forge to deconstruct them and de enchant them. And Bayan, who didn't leave <laughs> when he was when everybody was told to get out, right. he I guess hid behind like a, a stack of wrenches or something, tiny little gnome guy, and was like, wait. And so Richter didn't drink it, and he explained to him like. That is a super rare thing. Like, this isn't a potion or a brew. That's an elixir. They're way rarer than uh, potions and brews. Please let me study it. And I don't think Richter gave... Did he give it to him to study? (laughs) No. so he does but one of the one
1: of the points that comes out of this interaction is he's explaining to Richter like hey if you would not have used the core to make this monstrosity (laughs) I could have told you
0: exactly what was in that vial. right like if you would
1: have made the cauldron like I said you should have then not only would we be able to would I have been able to recreate the formula (laughs) we would have been able to make a formula for this that
0: did not need out of basic materials right These or out of materials regions. that are in this region and that's not necessarily exactly. basic but not to just make uh bayon seem like the petty one when he's talking trash about the the, the 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 magic forge which i don't understand how he can stand there and and watch and look at that forge and go ugh, for magic forge whatever earlier crom totally was like when he was like, we can make a cauldron, and he's making his When Bayan was making his case, Crom just was like, "We don't need a thing to make up, just a fancy thing that makes wine." <laughs> he just he completely disrespected his entire profession and, 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 and boiled it down to, "Oh, you make wine," <laughs> as if he's not like a, you know, maybe not a master or a journeyman a, a, a alchemist, but. He even corrected Richter. He's like, oh, yeah, you're a potion maker. He's like, no, 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 no. I am an alchemist. (laughs) I make potions and potis and and this and tinctures and all this. I don't just make potions, (laughs) sir. (laughs) But, yeah, it's a a tit-for-tat, back-and-forth thing between the crafters, specifically the smiths and the alchemists. I mean, they do diametrically opposite things. Like one guy's uh, you know in a nerd thing in the lab like a nerd with his beaker and his glasses on like mixing up stuff and measuring stuff and you know sprinkling <laughs> pinches of powder and stuff and the other guy's got he called him what do you call him a, a miniature Conan Conan the barbarian. The yeah, other guy's got muscles on muscles on more. muscles and his whole thing is just swinging hammers and cracking skulls and and squishing metal. So yeah, it's no no surprise that those two personalities clash.
1: Right. So right before Victor leaves, um, he gives Crumb the fortified scaling um, armor. That's um,
0: right. The giant scaling goes, scale.
1: Yep. And he goes, "Hey, um, can you do something with this?" He goes, "What?" Mm-hmm. Um, And Crumb like, bears down on it with all his weight and barely puts a scratch in it, so he is definitely about the business of uh, using this scale. Um, Crumb tells him um, that he and Sion killed the beast that these uh, scales originally belonged to, and he's like, how? How did you kill something that was armored with this? Yeah. Because, again they are plates the size of his hand and that he, with all of his little might, can't seem to break so... Yeah. Can't even he, like uh,
0: would... get a... He tried to scratch through, he couldn't yeah, he... he yeah, as, a, as yeah. a crafting material it, uh, it seemed r- really awesome and this is something that pays off in a big way later on mm-hmm. and it's just another thing about, you know, rereading and it's just like, man... This the pacing was was done well. This isn't like, uh, oh, book seven crap. We need like some really dope op armor. Let's uh, oh he found it under a rock or you know right. stumbled across his magic cave because you know we need him to be able to come get through this battle. It's like no, we established that at the beginning of book three. Matter of fact, exactly. we established it in book one when they when they killed the thing, and here we are re-establishing it in book three that Richter does in fact have the armor and now that they have a magic forge he's like hey can you do something with this and they're, he's like I've got some ideas and yeah we'll just have to wait till that pays off mhm and uh yeah so Richter hands over his armor, his weapons to Krom to repair uh, Richter did he he was reminded cause not everyone was just super overjoyed there was a when he when he left the forge, there were three or four people like uh, kind of huddled together. And when Richter made his presence known, they they uh,
1: they shied away. They from shied presence. away.
0: They they left. Yeah. He's like, are they avoiding me? And Randy's like, yeah. They all three of them lost somebody in the uh, in the bugbear tag. Bug so he's realizing like, oh crap. This you know it's. uh
1: he, he is remembering because, thankfully, Richter is helpful, uh, um, so he is being reminded, but he never actually forgot about the pain that he left. He oh, of course said not. said here that he was focused on surviving when he was in uh, the catacombs, when he was trying to, when they were all trying to survive and get back to the surface. Um, but yeah, he didn't forget. Um, And it still weighs heavily on him, and we will see how heavily later on in in our chapters.
0: Yeah, at the end of chapter two, he says, Seeing the sadness that his people were still living with every day brought it all flooding back. He watched them walk off, and then he asked, Is the project I requested to be completed ready? Uh, Yes, my lord. It was finished several days before you returned. As you requested, it remained covered. I was told by Glorin it will require only one basic soul stone. So so right here you're like, "Oh, he has got what well, he's he's got a project that has something to do with you know, with the sadness of his folks and and he's, you know, in the, in memory of the of the dead folks." So you know right here he's going to do something, say something, build something. There's a project. Mhm. And then on the chapter three, which was just uh, a bathing chapter, <laughs> uh, actually Richter and Randy just continued through the village, uh, enjoyed people's company. Uh, they they um, they uh, they walked to, through the herb garden. He noticed that the herb garden was doing really well. Mm-hmm. He he checked his stats. He noticed how much of his stats that dropped because he took his armor off. Um. So he so when he walks past the the herb garden, he's just like, oh, let me check out the herbs. So bunch of various herbs and stuff that do really cool stuff that he's like, oh, I'm gonna have to keep a, keep an eye on that. But the big one was star zinnia, which mm-hmm. is a common. Class herb that eating this will <laughs> increase sexual performance. Right. And will also, make impregnation impossible for 12 right. hours. Right. Also, you feel this could be used to polish wood, which is like, oh, okay. <laughs> i love the innuendo. <laughs> so we're just like, oh, crap, Viagra and birth control. Right. You know, and it can bring a nice shine to a desk all in one. <laughs> so he had Randy go, uh, had Randy make sure that got planted. Double triple, you know, keep the Starzinia going. And Randy just raised an eyebrow. Didn't didn't say anything, just was like, Mm-hmm. I got gotcha, right. you.
1: Right. Because Richard <laughs> wants his village to grow, but he doesn't, right. he doesn't
0: yeah, populate. he doesn't want everybody to have it but for right. personal <laughs> use. <laughs> um He did visit the Quickening and mm. he talked to the guards, the sprite guards on duty there. Uh, Queen Alora is in stasis in her little cocoon. She's she's there. She's in the middle of the uh, the quickening of the of the. Well, the quickening has quickened, but she's doing her like life transformation thing. She's basically pregnant and gonna have some babies. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, two months from now. So you're like, shit. At the pace this book is going, those babies ain't coming to book five. And you would be right (laughs) right. (laughs) Um, yeah so Richter just is checking out and he's just like uh, 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 giving the giving the guards on duty the sprite guards who just blend it right back into the foliage and stuff good job guys keep up the good work um,
1: right. And he's enjoying the peacefulness that comes he, he, from the quickening. Yep. Because. Oh, he, he's like, oh, I missed,
0: I missed that aura that it gives off. So, it, it's yeah, if you have something like that, you're going to walk the long way just so you can, you know, walk under it for, for a minute or two just to get that little boost or bonus. Even if it's not a tangible blah, blah, blah percent. You right. Know, it just makes you feel good. It makes you, gives off an aura thing. Uh,. They walk, they talk to farmers, they just did some, uh, he got the farmers. Oh, he did react, reactivate the mist workers since he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mist workers couldn't do stuff while he's not in the village so everybody was like the miners Krom was like yeah the miners and stuff are, you know they're down there digging and stuff they they definitely miss the missed the mist workers because they have to do all the mining and, and, and digging by hand but he also he was told that there wasn't this scene, this copper scene wasn't here yesterday. Now it's a big old copper seam, and that was probably one of the good things from opening his second part of his power. Sure, there are going to be bigger monsters and and larger and larger creatures, but you're also going to have way more resources on your on your land that you have access to. Um, uh,
1: one of the over sort of underline things that you get from the first three chapters and the way that the book opens up with him walking into Randolph Randolphus's office mm-hmm. is that Randolphus is always there to make notes keep information, um, but he is also the taskmaster and one of the things that we get from this chapter in particular is the fact that Randy is always trying to pin Richter down to get him to
0: one, hear out the task. The list! He's like, like, did we know about this, Randy? He's like, that was issue 312 on our list like oh my god 312 as if (laughs) like there's probably way more than 312 things on that list goodness
1: it's ever grown the Mm -hmm. list is always there even if Randolphus cannot get Richter to pin it down, Mm -hmm. by the time Richter asks about it, Randolphus already has gathered the data to make an informed decision Mm -hmm. um, to present it to him um, whenever Richter gets around to hearing it, which actually comes back in a couple of books too, Mm -hmm. um, where you look and you just go, man, Randolphus spends a good 75% of his time Speaking on the page, trying to get Richter to pay attention to the list. <laughs> like, there, there, there is a hierarchy here. I came here to help you. And if you would just be still. If you
0: would just... But he does also understand that, you know, the village has immediate needs that only Richter can do, or he needs to go take care of. And and Randy's more than capable to, to make decisions, you know, like okay, I can handle uh, issue 228 myself but, uh, yeah, I don't need Richter to, I, I can make my best decision and he will probably right. go good job, Randy, or thanks for making that call while I wasn't around Absolutely um, He did have the, after talking to the farmers, he had the mist workers dig a giant trench around all the all the uh, farmland just to give them, just in case there's like a quick monster attack they would have some warning or some kind of uh... so he had them dig a trench and clear about a hundred yards worth of trees just so they could have some sight lines and just uh, sort of the, the soldiers and warriors patrolling the farmers and farm village can just have an easier job of defending the place.
1: Absolutely.
0: So finally, at the end of the chapter, he, um, uh, Randy's like, "Hey, don't forget, you gotta take a bath, fam," and he's like, "Oh, thank you." And then he says, "Yeah, there was one year in elementary school where I was the I was the stinky kid, and that was a tough year. So I'm glad we, <laughs> I'm glad Randy reminded me. I don't want to go around Randy. offending people." Uh, so, in chapter four starts. It's uh, this is the the, the bathing the bathing chapter chapter yeah he's just he's just just having a bath in the river Alma's eating fish. She's catching fish with basically dynamite. She just sends like a fireball or something into the water It explodes. And a bunch of fish float to the surface. And he told her it was cheating. She just hissed a stream of steam at him like, you mind your business. This is, you know, I'm over here doing my thing. You right. listen, Smelly, you just get yourself clean. <laughs> and while he was in the water, he, his herblore lore caught two uh two herbs floating around and he was like, "Oh, I didn't even think to look in the water for plants." So green water thread and um muckweed. muckweed. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the water thread just can make stuff waterproof, has healing properties, and the muckweed oh and oh and could taste flavor a tasty stew, and the muckweed is a sticky solution can make water-based poison and can be used as a fire repellent both yep. very plentiful so he filled his bag with uh, with the weeds and, and stuff oh so he's like oh how about how does this work so he cut his arm with his with his, with his sword and then ate the uh and then chewed on a stalk of the uh, green water thread and it gave him three times the boost than the than the herbs the that he was chewing on before, which right. he assumes is gonna make three times stronger healing potions. So he just gathered a bunch of that up for, for Bayon and, and the other alchemists. Um Yeah, back in the,
1: yeah, so back in the armory he did uh, so uh,
0: he got those he, he opened those boxes crom Crom told him about and they had some really cool stuff in it uh, one was a quicksilver collar of, of submission uh, you manage to collar a monster with this item they'll become your slave the monster will be unable to harm you and will strictly follow your commands, it can only be used once, and Richter's like damn it, why does everything have to come down to dominance here you
1: know. Yeah, like what's up with enslaving people? Like even um,
0: monsters and creatures. He's just like I don't like this idea, but you know, <laughs> gotta do what I gotta do.
1: I mean, have, right? But the swag is here, so yeah.
0: He found eighty cobalt ab- uh, heavy arrows in that in one of th- those boxes. Uh, a weapon schematic on how to make those heavy cobalt arrows, and then something called Ronak Den. It's a double bladed battle axe that does 68 to 82 damage. It's a master of masterwork quality. It's legendary and it's named. So Richter was like, a legendary named weapon? This is right. what I've been looking for. But of course, it's got two ridiculous requirements that he can't meet. One is strength of 50, that would take forever. And the other is. You have to be dwarven or a drugger race, which he'd never be able to. I guess if he found like a race change stone or something, he could.
1: Yeah, I don't but opinion. right now he doesn't qualify yeah. for any of these things. Yeah. yeah. So
0: <laughs> he, so it says the axe was forged of the finest thorium, something we've never heard of yet, and as long it has long been a royal, the royal weapon of the dwarven kingdom of stone. So all of the redstone, the stone crushers, they're all technically under one, you know, from one main stone, uh, kingdom of stone. And when fighting underground, you can activate weight of the earth for one blow. The land itself pulls the axe downward. This massively increases the damage that it can cause. The strain on the weapon will also cause an, a 100 point drop in durability each time. So you can't just go spamming the the, the, the weight of the earth uh, function or spell. Right. Um, but it has my, plus 30 earth resistance, plus 30, 20 dark resistance. And Richter's just super hyped, but of course he can't use it. And he's like, I'm gonna hide this because there's no way wars weren't fought over weapons like this right so he figures it's best that no one knows about this uh named legendary weapon
1: and I absolutely love that he's smart enough to know what he doesn't know Mm mm-hmm like, hey, um, this seems not just legendary. It seems of pivotal, important importance to someone, not necessarily me, but I can see how if people found out this was here, we would become even more of a hot spot for negative. Um, well, the dwarves are like
0: right there. Like the ma- the mountains are not far. Right. Remember, he sent the scouting team or whatever to the stone to the to the uh, mountains to try to ally with some of the dwarves. They're a, a, a few days or a week or so walk away or carriage or you know cart ride away. They they find out that uh, at the uh, Rockin' Den or whatever the heck it's called Rannoch Den, you know they probably be like oh, I heard that st- I heard of that axe when I was a boy when I was a wee lad. You know they probably all know the stories of the Rannoch Den. They would absolutely demand that this non-dwarf Richter hand that thing over or you know we'll splatter your brains with a warhammer or something so
1: so now I'm super interested because again with the reread we know that Richter needs to get the Dwarves to either be allies or or to lend their arms as mercenaries in upcoming fights is something that he talks about in the previous chapters at least twice. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding the sword, um, I wonder Next. if it might be the linchpin to getting um, some sort of alliance going.
0: Okay, I, I I I think that had already that has been exhausted. I'm I'm pretty sure that weapon.
1: you think it goes down in one of these epic battles?
0: I think he gave it to Crom. Don't.
1: Not in this book he didn't. I
0: know, I know. I'm sorry, but uh, mm. I think. I don't know for sure. I, 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 I swore he, he, uh, you know.
1: He so, saw so many books
0: in yeah. mm, God's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, by the time we're like on book seven in that battle or whenever it comes up and, you know, we're recording that in two years, I don't think they'll be <laughs> like, oh, Draft spoiled that on episode, you know nine, two years ago, how damn it, yeah, yeah so, uh, but yeah, that's really that's really the chapter um, he's ready to um, so he goes he picked up all, he, he took all the boxes and put them in the treasury cause they were in the armor, so he put them in the treasure in the treasury under, uh Locking key under mark and key, mm-hmm. uh, and Crom doesn't. Or I'm sorry, Randy doesn't even have the. the uh, yeah. He doesn't have the uh, code or whatever to get into the treasury, and he don't even sweat it. And Richter even goes, yeah, Crom knows the. Or I'm sorry, Randy knows the deal. He's worked for kings and stuff before. Mm-hmm. You, you know, he, he knows that he, he's not going to have access to every little thing. Uh, Nor does
1: he want it.
0: At least that's what yeah, that's when that he's
1: is he he's
0: is, good. He is like been there, done that. Right. It's that's certainly the feeling you you get from him. Uh, so before they went, before he went into uh, he oh he's determined to explore the catacombs. The first the next level, or at least the first level down under the great seal. There's stairwell a stairwell that leads to leads to under underground under the. Uh, great seal yeah. under his building yeah and
1: so it, it's a just, little bit of curiosity and it's a little bit of you know this is the inevitable next step like I need to know what's under me yeah
0: yeah um, he did say I'm sick of being ignorant to what's under directly under my feet and he right. doesn't he's like even if I die you know and lose a few levels i can accept that more than just sending like a team down here hey go scout the catacombs and tell Mm -hmm. me what you find (laughs) and then you know villagers get hurt or die and then you can't replace them so he'll do it himself uh so yeah so that's how chapter four ends chapter five he tries to take one he tries to step down and he gets stuck and it's like welcome master of the miss village Currently you have access to level one of the catacombs. Would you like to start the journey to level one of the catacombs? Yes or no. So as soon as he hit yes, it <laughs> let his foot go down the step. And he and he and he felt like he did when he walked into his uh, his hidden glade, his hidden glen. Feels like he's walking through a bubble like a soap bubble, like like oh, I'm in now. Like, oh, okay. Like that that like guy clearly walked through some kind of energy field or, or, or force field or protection right. thing and
1: uh, because it's another section of his domain that only he has access to yes uh, so it's just like the so the catacombs the um, treasury the armory these are places that either you have to be um, given permission to go into by Richter, or you got to be Richter to get in there. They're they're just safe zones for him. Uh, and the cool thing is that very early on, um, Richter decided um, that the armory um, would be where his people fell back to because it was so heavily fortified. If mm-hmm. any, if, if if there were a, a dire yeah to like everybody should have I access to the weapons
0: and yeah and, and everybody sh- the, the weapons shouldn't necessarily be under strict lock and key like everybody shouldn't just be willy-nilly walking and hanging out in the armory but it, it can't be it can't be so strict that no one in, in need of a sword can't go and get themselves a sword and help, defend, and help defend the village so uh, so yeah, chapter 5, Welcome to the Catacombs is really is, is how, I, uh, it's how I phrase it in my notes. And, he, and it seems like he's, it's in an old cathedral. He's trying to figure out why there are courtyards and windows, so he assumes that either an earthquake happened and swallowed the building or time, just the natural time, just sinking or the rising of the, land, the earth around it and then he thought about our times like yeah we build on top of old civilizations and old buildings all the time Uh, but he definitely did get to feel like he was in a big cathedral
1: yeah absolutely and it's sort of a dark creepy place and he is not quite sure how comfortable he is and yeah and and he is again journeying into the unknown where he seems to kind of Um, he does not seem to be he is definitely not as uncomfortable as I would be Uh, I am I I pride myself I mean, on being a little you adventurous. Can you
0: shoot icicles at your palms? Yeah, I can't. <laughs> you have a dragonling <laughs> on your shoulder that can psychically you know. drain people? Yeah, so I, I'd be a little afraid too. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so he's, uh, he's, just, he's just spelunking and, and exploring and doesn't find a ton of interest. I mean, everything's interesting, but He doesn't find much of anything. Then he starts running across traps. And he turns on his night vision. He gets to, uh... Oh, he got to another force field type thing. And it was like, you're about to cross the line. You know, do you wish to continue into level one of the, uh... Of this dungeon? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he sees something called Creeping Blue lichen, which is just... Moss that glows light blue, or like a vivid blue that is uh, is is plentiful, but it, and it gives a it helps his dark vision, or not dark vision, his night vision, because you can't use night vision if you don't have some light. Be in
1: luck. And,
0: yeah. So the lichen, the the creeping blue lichen, yeah. So
1: he's down there, yeah
0: and it says the prompt was this plant will provide illumination for a short while even after being picked it makes a vivid blue dye and will also provide a hearty if unappetizing nutrition so he's like well i won't starve to death (laughs) while i'm down here if i get trapped or or if something happens um yeah, he's just looking around. He's just describing what he sees: broken statues, Which is not a lot of anything. Yeah. It's a
1: lot of tunnels.
0: I mean, imagine a cath- an empty, derelict cathedral. High tunnels. Yeah, and you'd see some main and some statues that would be right. broken, some windows with no glass. You know, it's just
1: and lots of traps. The further in he goes, the more traps he is
0: coming upon. Yeah.
1: Um, the more traps he's coming upon, and some of the traps are actually traps.
0: And A lot of them are dummy traps. And yeah. And he's like, "Oh, these are try The whole point of these traps is to slow me down. So he's like, he under he understands. Okay, so I'm not the only one down here, and there's something down here with intelligence. And then he hears something, mm-hmm. and he. He he pulls up his hood. He's got his cloaking device on, and he like dips back into the shadows. He uh, he realizes that the, the, when his language translates, the yipping dog barks. His gift of tongues translated it into uh, un, uh, understandable words, and it's the two kobolds were he describes as you know having like long snouts, like like dogs, being like three feet tall having scales and a tail. So they're like rodent lizard things. Humanoid rodent lizards.
1: The description of them always reminds me of the birds that took their heads off in the Labyrinth movies. Do you remember the Labyrinth? (laughs) Yes. And the yipping of them, and sort of the the back and forth yeah. between the two kobolds is very much an animated sort of a sniping at <clears throat> each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, very, very. So not something, um, not something you want to meet in the light, and certainly not something you well, want. to no, no, meet no. Something You don't
0: want to meet in the dark. They're scared of the light. You could actually shine a flashlight in their face and that would hurt them and make them run off and you'd you'd have the advantage. You don't want to meet them in a dark alley because they will. You certainly don't want to meet a gang of them because the prompt says, oh, Cobalt, human can beat those guys anytime. But that's not going to happen because it's always going to be a bunch of them. You ain't going to get a (laughs) one-on-one. Give me a fair one. Cobalt's like. No, there are no fair ones. <laughs> like it's thirty of us, you know. Right. have these holes in your gut. <laughs> so yeah,
1: they, <laughs> there are no fair ones. So yeah, the traps, the cobalts, they are bickering back and forth amongst each other. Um, and Richter is listening, um, and yeah, and he starts to read the description of the individual cobalts.
0: Yeah, one was a level six. Uh, had. You know, mana 170, man, stamina
1: know. 140. Mm
0: hmm. Uh, distrust. Kobolds are small reptilian humanoids. Most adventurers can best a kobold in a one on one combat, but you will seldom find such a fight. They highly favor traps and ambushes. Kobolds shy away from light and make their homes underground. It should be a wary adventurer that enters a kobold warrant. Kobolds get two points to distribute. Per level and each level gives them plus one to intelligence dexterity and agility which again they essentially get five points per level three sure are automatically uh, uh, slotted but then they have two to do what they want I don't understand why kobolds are so low on the monster scale if they get just as many points as the other monsters like I would think if they're so low it's because well they don't get a lot of points per level so it's hard for them to ever become a force especially individually but it seems like if a kobold lives long enough it could level up and do some 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 damage if uh, if needed and we actually do see that a little later when when uh when they actually make it into the kobold lair a few books from now Mhm uh but <laughs> They're the, the, the,
1: but these are minions. Yeah, these
0: are, these are low are, level. Right. Low level. Uh, l- low cast
1: are basically what they are. They are the, the they're peons. Hey, yes. yeah. you go. You and your buddy take two of you guys because you're not very <laughs> you're not very likely to run into anybody. And if but you're yeah, killed, you, you know go. who cares. Yeah, check the check the traps. Check. if we've caught anything Um, one of them says to the other one we haven't no one's been down here for hundreds of years why do we have to keep doing this to which the answer is because we were told to like we do what we are told Um, so yeah lots of of yipping
0: So, so long story short of this chapter they realize as they're checking the traps that oh crap not only has this trap maybe been tinkered with I see trap. I see footprints... and... In the and dust. stuff around. Yeah.
2: hmm
0: And... I think they and they sniff... and he goes... I smell a human. Mm-hmm. And so Richter's like... Oh, crap. And he goes... and slightly... he goes to... you know, put his hand on the sheath of his sword... and just that movement... because they're super you know they got dark senses they know they this is their environment you know he's on their turf underground in the dark tunnel so yeah you moved an inch but they probably saw it like a you know like a light bulb like a you know you made yourself super obvious and then and the one immediately shot a cross bolt into where he thought richter would be and uh and, so he uh, a weak and, and, and charm. shot him in the stomach, but it only like got caught up in his robes or something. <laughs> Excuse me. And Richter wasn't playing around, and he cut one of their cut the one's head off, and the other tried to run, and he hit it with weak charm, and boom, he's got a got a minion now under his control, and he just milked it and bled it for info. gave he the, he the the cobalt try try uran basically. Oh, he told him. The, oh, the tri prefix on our names is the lowest caste. It means we're workers, All right? So, and he explained the 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 system. Their their government, their hierarchy, their caste, their uh uh. uh the tunnel yeah, system.
1: Of society. Yeah. yeah, he he gives up tape because he is absolutely forced to do so. This weak charm works like a charm, and he gets all of this relevant information that he will use to later come back.
0: Yeah, so, um, he ends up get he ends he's trying to tell. He's trying to get the cobalt that he charmed to give him a description of the tunnels and the traps, and he's like, "No, no, no! Let me just be your guide, master. I can guide you better than I could tell you." Or she's like, "No, no, no! Draw the thing." So he has the cobalt that he had to charm a few times. He had a, he sent it on some errands just to make sure no nothing else was coming, and but but the main thing was he he gave it paper and he told it draw all the maps and show me where the traps are and my man spent an hour and he had to charm him like one or two more times and each time the uh thing went from like distrust to hatred to or distrust to dislike to hatred to enmity like every time he charmed it like you know i'm gonna get you soon as this wear off you sucker um and, and he meanwhile, did, he had Alma like, "Hey Alma, as soon as if you see this thing uh, breaking out of its, its spell, get it um, right, eat his ass." So he he put all the pieces, all the papers <laughs> together.
1: Um. So meanwhile, yeah while he is under the charm he's trying to he's getting him to do these maps and as he's looking at the maps not only are they stretched out from east to west and north to south they are also layered on top of each other yeah. because the catacombs also they go vertically they and diagonally land.
0: yeah, yeah. There, it's, all, it's a 3D map basically and he's just like okay how do i get to your village your like part so he had him draw an extra little attachment on the middle portion and then when he stood and looked at it and put all the pieces together like a puzzle he got a prompt that says you have a new map would you like to add it to your traveler's guide so now he doesn't have to carry around those stupid papers it's boom he's it's on his mini map Right. Just in time because he hit it with another charm and it was like not this time and lunged at him with his claws and Alma was right there and sucked his brain.
1: And he got soul traps.
0: And he got it. No, it didn't work because not
1: only he, he, did, he tried
0: he to soul trap him, but he's like, oh, because they're they're sentient. They're not monsters technically. Right. They're they're humanoids. They're not just beasts. Uh, even though they're on the lowest. Lowest in like goblins and orcs they're uh they're two they're they're thinking thinking creatures so um yeah that's basically the the chapter of him just milking this thing for all the info on the kobolds and their system and their most most important the tunnels and all that and then he just carried the bodies it took him two hours or something to get back up the steps of the catacomb uh he complained on his way down like why does everything have to be so damn deep right and on his way back he's got to carry one over his shoulder which voided its bowels down at the front of his armor it's like great now i gotta take another bath uh like you better be worried about like parasites or stuff but i guess when you got like magic herbs you can just chew on and just oh boom status status effect gone um so yeah that was really the chapter he 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 bought the, the dead bodies up and did he get any any so uh, he
1: he brings the dead bodies up, and what one of the first things that he does is take the cobalt bodies over to where the hunters clean their kills.
0: mm mm-hmm. So, 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 chapter five ends with him, you know, dragging them up the steps, and they, he, the explanation of why he took them was, well, as soon as they died, their eyes started glowing to my herb lore sense, and I can't, I don't want to leave the bodies here to be found and discovered by the other kobolds who might have a trap waiting for me or an ambush waiting for me next time i come down here and i don't want them to rot and cause you know disease and funk and filth so he took them chapter six starts with him taking them to the uh hunters section and he's like hey i wanted to cut this you know cut these guys up but you know I, I didn't want to do them in front of everybody, and I knew you guys wouldn't be squeamish. Do you mind if, uh, you know, and he's like, no, yeah, do what you got to do. So he uh, he checks, he cuts them up, and he, he takes out the eyes, which gives him a prompt that they could be used in a dark vision potion, they could be used in a strength-damaging poison, and also a component in trap detection spectacles. Then he found mm-hmm. their sm- scent, Glands underneath their butts and it told him that they could uh, it exudes the classic odor of the cobalt can be used to drive away certain predators or as a part of a stink trap but he didn't realize the damn thing I guess busted or leaked on him and got on his hand and he started stinking and he got a he got a debuff (laughs) that said you smell quite horribly the oils from the cobalt scent glands have gotten into your hands negative 5 to get charisma until this is corrected so all the hunters are like "Mm." you know he's like here here's some lye soap and there's a bucket of water and he just heated up the water and scrubbed scrubbed his hands and arms till they were raw but the smell was gone and the debuff went away and then he threw the bodies into the pile of awful and then when he caught up with Bayon he goes, hey Bayan, here's look at these these eyes I got, you know. Bayan's like, oh, 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 oh yeah, alchemy components, nice. He's like, too bad you couldn't get their scent glands. And Richard's like, well oh, I had them, I just threw them in the pit. And Bayan's like, pew, he just took off after those funk sacks.
1: In such comic fashion, they you really the way that Bayon has this sort of morbid curiosity and um, want and need to go after these these obscure pieces of creatures really explains why Richter has a sort of distaste, distrust for ban that we are not quite sure where it's going yet. Uh, but yeah, he is a little creeped out by Ban Like, ah, uh, not only did I accidentally get some on me, like there's no way. Like, in my mind, when ban runs off to get the St. Glands, not only do I see him running like, Head like long run to go get the pieces. I see him having to crawl down
0: into He's a gnome too, his he's head. tiny. He's a little dude. He wow. So you can see his little tiny little legs just pumping and you know, imagine him in a red pointy gnome hat. I doubt he fit that the stereotype that that uh uh the, that uh, perfectly. But just imagine this little tiny little short legs just running, and then he has you he, he has to ask those hunters because if he jumps in that pit, he's in that pit forever. I'm not gonna <laughs>
1: hold you. I envision him jumping headlong into the pit. Like.
0: <laughs> just jumping and you hear a squish. Just
1: I absolutely envision whoosh. him yeah. jumping in his pit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> He's probably like, oh, look what else I found. <laughs> Not yes! just these like, like This is a treasure trove of, of, of parts.
1: This is the energy that I get from Ban. And I absolutely, um, I, I respect Richter's apprehension of liking him. Really keeping him at arm's length, but within grasping space. Because I don't know exactly what I'm going to have to do with you yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bayon is a, he's an interesting character.
0: Yeah, he said uh, I'd love to get make a cauldron, a, a, a philosopher's cauldron, and but he'd be the one in charge of it because he's the highest ranked alchemist. And I don't trust the guy. Not giving him that much power. Like he knows Crom now has power because he's the he's the lead and he's in charge of the uh, of the forge. Right. He's just not willing to put that kind of trust, not because he didn't give an oath or whatever, whatever, like he said to the other Smiths, but because he knows he's up to something and hiding something. And right. yeah, yeah. So chapter seven, we have, and this is the final chapter we'll cover tonight, at the mm-hmm. Longhouse. Mhm. Uh,
1: Richter is shit showered and shaved, yes.
0: and is grabbing Again. some.
1: People, um, and he notices um, as he's eating um, the same few villagers who. Pockets of sad people.
0: Not just those three, but there's other folks that he's noticed are off in there because everybody's kind of merry. Everybody's drinking. It's a good time. It's dinner time, so -hmm. everybody's kind of like hanging out, having a beer, drinking some, eating some deer stew, and he notices pockets of sad people. Uh, and after an hour of merriment and, like, Richter goes, okay, everybody, uh, he, he gets, like, serious voice, and, um and uh he,
1: he he's like, everyone's attention yeah and he basically makes a short speech about hey i need your attention um and everybody please follow me and without very much more prelude he leaves the longhouse um uh, he leaves the longhouse i believe that he walks through the herb garden mm-hmm. and past the quickening um and over to a cliff face um, and at one point he waits until the older people in the village caught um, have up. caught up to everyone else yep. um, and yep. he, he when they arrive at the cliff face um, there is a
0: there's a tarp covering something
1: right and only and
0: one one he said only one of the uh, only only one of the is it builders? One of the only one of the builders and mm-hmm. Gl- Glorin and obviously Randy, excuse me, Randy knew uh, what it was. Uh, so when he took the uh, took the tarp off and got everybody's attention, took the tarp off. It was a square plaque had been carved out of the mountain, raised several inches from the rest of the cliff face. It was seven feet tall and ten feet wide. Mm-hmm. Inscribed on the plaque were the names of each of the twenty-one villagers who had died in the bugbear attack and the names of each of the sprites who had died defending the village. Randolphus has spoken uh, had spoken to the villagers in Hisako and found a fact about each of the fallen. Under each name was a detail written in the common tongue. Ny- Nylan, she loved music. Urim, he was the funniest dwarf in his village. Tanor, his favorite pie was blue melon simple truths every one of them the point was not to sum up their lives the purpose of the monument was to keep the memories of the dead alive to show a small piece of their personality and soul the last inscription brought a tear to richter's eye petal she smiled with her whole heart uh, and then Futinus extinguished the light, his light, his personal, you know, uh, uh, light. That he, he admits. Right. And Glorin put the basic soul gem and powered the whole, powered the enchantment that lit the thing up. So even at night, you will be able to see.
1: Uh, right. Uh,
0: the, it- the dead being honored, and he got a prompt.
1: backlit the script um, of the names and descriptions Um, and the way that it's described is um, so beautiful and a simple and meaningful um, tribute to the to the villagers to the people who came to be a part of this community and who lost their lives
0: Yeah, this was a this was an emotional scene here he got a prompt it said you've created a monument to the dead of your village you have shown your honor you've shown that your honor that you honor the sacrifices of those that have given their lives on your behalf your people respect what you've done and they feel that they can put their faith in a ruler who values them know this the death of your villages your villagers coupled with your admission of guilt created a segment of your population that resented you at different rates their loyalty has been falling fallen since the attacks it left if left unchecked, their loyalty may have fallen to the point where they would desert the village or, even worse, actively rebelled. Your monument has stopped this. Uh, stopped the loyalty drain. And and he completed a secret quest Heavy is the head. Your power comes with responsibility. There is no manual to living a good life as an individual. There most certainly is no easy way to lead an entire people. You accept that this quest implicitly by your actions and your mastery over the miss village never forget to honor the people uh, as you deem they honor you as you demand they honor you and he got a plus 30 in loyalty so his loyalty of his village went up even more the, the villagers just were kind of in awe um he, he did up came a man and his name was Cedron it also showed that his disposition was distaste and it said, it said, for the first time, Richter had seen any of his villagers with anything less than friendly, a friendly disposition. Right. So Pet Sedrin was just jaw was tight with emotion. Uh, he stood in front of Richter. It was unclear. Richter didn't know what the guy was going to do, but he was like, I'm going to let him do it, because he deserves it. So he was ready to get a punch in the face right. or yelled and screamed at and spit at, but the man extended his arm and they clasped Wrists and he said, Petal was my daughter. Thank you for remembering her. I will come to see to see this plaque often. She did smile with her whole heart, and then he comp- and then he continued, uh, I promise to stand by you now, my lord Richter. And he's like, Richter didn't uh, didn't miss the whole now part.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he got another prompt, Your heartfelt words moved your villager Cedron. Sorrow had burrowed deep into his heart, poisoning him and filling him with hate. Seeing this, seeing the beauty and innocence of his daughter immortalized in the monument, in this monument has greatly helped him. So he gained twenty six hundred relationships points with Cedron and brought it from distaste to neutral. Uh, we're just saying something. Mm-hmm. So he's not like, oh, me and Richter are homies and best friends and we're going to have an ale together. But considering that the, the the hate and sorrow had burrowed deep into his heart. You know, it's uh, it's understandable that that he it, he didn't skyrocket like that. That he's just like, okay, I accept this man as my as my village lord or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, going forward. And then people just kind of uh, milled around and had conversations. They told stories of the dead, and he said it was like lancing an emotional abscess. Feelings of hate and anger were drained away it caused pain as the spiritual wounds were exposed again but it also left everyone feeling clean after tonight individuals and the community as a whole could heal and it says the stories went on for a while and Richter had to renew the lights several times uh, but then he slipped off and went to his room and fell asleep and that's where we end things for this episode because when Richter wakes up from this sleep everything changes and, uh yeah physically things change <laughs> mm-hmm. things are removed and changed <laughs> but we'll wait till uh next episode to uh to dive into into that uh yeah another another really fun section of chapters that we got to uh got to talk about let's um Let's uh, talk about some of these honorable traits uh, 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 that we got. I thought Richter making the plaque and showing that he accepted all the responsibility, not only uh, not only rec- uh, accepted the responsibility, but created that plaque in, mar- in remembrance and everything in that last uh, that last scene with Cedrin and and, and the people. I mean, how more honorable, How much more honorable can you get? You know, and this was a chapter after him chiding himself, like, what kind of person have I become? I just killed, talking about the kobolds, I just killed... Because he asked, what's a clutch brother? When the kobold says, that was my clutch brother. He's like, what's a clutch brother? He's like, oh, we were born at the same time. We were hatched at the same time and growing up together. It's the closest thing... That us kobolds to have what you humans call family, and Richter's like,
1: so essentially
0: I just cut his brother's head off, or I don't think he cut his head off because he he had the eyes later. So he whatever he killed the brother and and Mm -hmm. charmed him and then milked him for for information that would help Richter take out his family, more of his family. So he's like, what am I becoming? But he's like, hey, this is the land now. He's like, I can't be. I got to get strong. I can't let, like these guys would kill me if I let them. If I let my guard down. And later, when the hunters tell him, like, uh, just because they didn't follow you up those steps doesn't mean they can't follow you. Can't follow, right. <laughs> and then he was like, oh yeah, they have. They do have this intricate burrowing tunnel system. What's why can't they come out from somewhere else and and do stuff? So. Uh yeah, but honorable traits just throughout this certainly throughout the the last couple of chapters. Uh the strategy, uh he didn't do a ton of fighting. Um so I'm not sure if a lot of strategy was implemented in this episode in this uh in these sections of uh this chapter section. I guess maybe a strategy of going into the into the cobalt into the catacombs and he had his camo and, and, and shadow cloak or whatever he calls it but again not a lot of fighting so he didn't have to like really be strategic uh, friends made friends remade I think Sedrin and, and the group of the group of people that were like super down on him and their loyalty was slipping those were friends remade uh, enemies made the warrior uh, that tried to kill him the two kobolds, but they're dead now. Magic learned... What did he learn? He learned, uh... Ench- en- ench- he, got he got... Oh, pff, of course. He learned a bunch of shit. He got, the, he got the enchanting boost from 2 to 29. He learned crafting. He learned smithing. He didn't get the boost, but he learned those things. He now knows them. Right. Um... The forge of the heavens, I would consider magic learned, even though it's not, you know, um, skills learned. I guess that's skills. The the for the the not magic, it's uh, skills. The crafting and the smithing and the enchantment weapons found. Again, he didn't go anywhere new. He just, well, the forge is technically sort of like a weapon. The magic forge, valuables mm-hmm. earned. I think the valuables earned in this was the, the, the trust of his village and the loyalty and stuff that he engendered. The, the last chapters of book two, he got all the stuff, all the goodies. Uh, he just happened to implement some of them, and I mean that with like the ingots and, and some of the sacrificed uh, enchanted items. But he wasn't out there doing anything to win or to gather more loot and valuables. So again, valuables earned, same thing. Best line... Um, I don't know if anything stood out. I didn't write anything down that stood out as far as best line while I was listening. Uh, Probably something with Bayon, (laughs) as Bayon runs his little, you know. Runs his little right. legs legs off to get. <laughs> oh, oh! You know what? Best line is from after he scrubbed off his uh, hands and arms from getting the stink. The the hunters busted on him was like, oh, you slayed the stink monster, my lord! <laughs> and everybody had a <laughs> chuckle at his expense. And Ricker's like, hearty har har! Great, I get it, guys. So yeah, um, those were all your uh, all the all the points
1: give give me the points i want to do mine give me the points give me the first one what you got
0: honorable traits i
1: mean um i don't i so i love that uh richter is uh honest with himself um about uh possibly falling short i love that he is always self-checking like uh exactly what you were describing like slaying families Mm -hmm. like is this what needs to be done to progress my village um so i love that he's self-reflective strategy uh strategy oh I have it. Yeah. Strategy yeah. is when he decides that Bayon will accompany him um, when they go out to slay monsters yes. in the woods.
0: That was because a I of need a more
1: information about you, yep. right?
0: I need I
1: need to figure out what's going on. Yeah,
0: not every not every strategy and is.
1: I need to make that I spend um, not just time with you, yeah. but I need a can. I need to be able to observe you yeah. under
0: pressure. Yeah. Not every strategy is, hey, flank them here, or right. target their mages. Some of it is I need you to fight it's by social. my side so I can see what you're made of. Absolutely. Uh, friends made? Enemies made?
1: Um, of course, the kobolds. Mm-hmm. Um, and only in the two um, that he ended up killing um, for right now. But he has... If if he is not an enemy to them... They are certainly an enemy to him. He now knows what is below him, and he knows that he is going to have to address them
0: eventually. Yeah, the extent. Yeah, when he talks about when he described the tunnel system and how it and what it looked like, it's like, yep, you're gonna have to get down here and Mm -hmm. and, and smoke these rodents out. Absolutely. Magics and skills learned. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory.
1: Again, I'm going to go to Bayon. I'm going to go to Bayon because before the Elixir, Richter was unaware um, that with the Cauldron um, that the Elixirs and other potions can be Mm reverse-engineered.
0: And... Weapons or valuables found and earned? Mm, Found and earned, found
1: and earned. Uh, I'm just, I'm going to have to go with the forge because not an explicit weapon, however, can be used to create weapons. So, as a tool that can be used to defeat one's enemies, I say the forge.
0: And best line, you have a line that stands out from these up.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Are you ready? hmm You are one taint hair
0: away. This is shitbird. He called that man a shitbird. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Good
1: one. Like, wait, that's such a slim margin. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs>
0: yeah. I didn't want to think about it.
1: So, like, listen, I, I listen. Can you see out of both eyes? Because you almost don't have to. Yeah. Like, I am, like, I'm on it. Like, I'm so on it. Absolutely, I love the descriptor. It is hilarious, and it, it, it sets the guy so off kilter. The it sets the warrior so off kilter that he's just like
0: he shut his you mouth. Right. <laughs> like, okay, I'm a big bad level 28 or whatever warrior with you know muscles on muscles, but the look in this man's face. He might be serious about my eye. And okay, well, like, okay,
1: real okay. talk. Like, what am I gonna be? Like, what will my stats be if I if I can't mm-hmm. if I have no depth of field? Yeah. Like, exactly what is gonna happen? Right. To
0: me I'm in a sword fight in. and I can't see which angle that. Yeah, that is coming. Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially as a mercenary especially as a mercenary this is not your grudge you're not here to like avenge your family that's right you're here because you've been paid to be here.
0: that's right that's a good point so, point. and randy and earlier in the in the in the in the chapters when richter's like yeah i'm gonna have yoshi you know ask him some questions and he's like right. my lord if it gets out that you're torturing mercenaries after they've surrendered You'll never be able to hire another mercenary ever. Like that is like their entire thing is reputation. Like in another in another book, I read, uh, Limitless Lands. I didn't know, and it's apparently this is true throughout history. Mercenaries once they hit their, this is like hey, if we lose thirty percent of our fighters, we 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 have the right to to leave. And yeah, okay. So in the middle of a fight, a mercenary company can go draw attention to themselves and be like hey everybody on both sides we aren't fighting anymore and they will be allowed to exit battlefield right and it's like and nobody will take a shot at them because after that the same applies to you know like we've already said we're done we're not fighting we're not going to kill you we're honor bound or whatever you want to call it financial bound we've hit our point let us walk off the field. Don't you know? Nobody wants to catch an arrow in the back. Please and thank you. Uh, right, so yeah. Absolutely. So that's a okay. good point. Like as much as he might not like the guy, and you know whatever he might think of Richter, I don't think he knows him or whatever he heard. It's he might not have even been really afraid. He might have just like You know what? Screw Stonic or whoever sent right. him. They paid me. I did what I had to do. So yeah. All good points. So, yeah. So, we'll be by next episode, and we'll be taking on chapters 8 through, I believe, I don't even want to s- s- guess. Um, we'll start at 8. Yeah, it, it'll be probably 8 through 16, uh, whenever this, we get a natural break in, in the story. But yeah, it's going to be exciting as hell. It is one of my favorite chunks of the entire series. I just remember Richter. Yeah. Richter, where is she? And how he just um, snapped. We, and, we are on about time I mean, I don't, don't like, like it because time. I mean it, it. sucked because it was trauma, and I, we don't get too much away. It was a traumatic event, and and you uh, know, but the 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 single mind the tunnel vision because uh, was like, you know, Richter, no, chill. He's like,
2: where is she? Yeah,
0: and he jumps on that wolf and just starts. Gallop in the way, whatever. Don't do We Okay, okay. <laughs>
1: Travis and I will see you next time. Thank sure you so will. much for listening.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. That's Kendria. I'm A, Travis. And we will we Yes. Right. Talk to you all next time. The Demon Dust Podcast is produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network.